Welcome to this episode of Coffee with Source. My guest today is Beth Manning. She is a master psychic healer and medical intuitive. Welcome to the show, Beth. Thank you for having me. That is a mouthful. (laughs) So what is a master psychic healer? So a master psychic healer. So it's, it's the ability to not only read the body and read the energy around pain and symptoms and whatever is happening, but also going in and healing and helping the person to move the energy to um, maybe do the inner child journeys to release the past energy, the past, um, you know, stuck energy in the body. So, so it's really, um, taking the psychic and the healer and kind of working them together, which is a a powerful combination for people that are in pain. So what does it look like from your point of view when you're working with someone, where does the psychic aspect fit in? So that comes in right off the bat um, because so many people have tried so many different things, so many different practitioners, modalities, Um, So the psychic aspect, when we can really get in there and look at the energy around what's going on, like energy doesn't lie. It always tells the truth. So it's, you know, regardless of what we remember or our parents told us or, you know, whatever we think the story is, we can get to the truth through looking at the energy. And when we do that, we can really see, okay, this is the root of the issue. This is where we really need to focus to start the healing. So that's interesting because when I think of a psychic healer, I'm thinking that you're either communicating with my spirit team or your spirit team is helping you figure this out. Does any of that have to do with it? I do. Yeah, I definitely use guides. I have a lot of healing guides. I consult with other people's guides. Um, So it's, it's really kind of bouncing back and forth between reading the energy myself and working with guides and I mean, it's hard to say because everyone is different. You know, every client comes in with something different, even if it's the same symptoms as another client, it's not going to be the same road to recovery for them. So, um, so it really, I really just follow the energy. I follow where it leads me and you feel it in your body. How do you know where to follow the energy? Well, my guides will show me. Um, and the body really, it's, it's really about tuning into the other person's body and listening and really, and helping them to learn how to listen to their body too. Because like I say, I'm not doing the work. I'm just the guide. I'm just helping to point this out into your awareness to, you know, shine that light into the darkness. So it's really following the energy, you know, asking my guides questions, you know, where is this starting? Where, where do I need to go now? Um, you know, what's our first step? And And it's interesting because sometimes it's like, I want to roll up my sleeves and like, just get in there and do it. And it's like, no, we're going to go really slow. We have to, you know, we're going at this pace where we're absorbing, you know, this much. And this is, this is what the person can see or embody at this time. So this is, you know, it's really, like I say, I'm the guide, but in a way I'm following the client too. I'm, I'm, I'm letting them set the pace and we're, we're really doing this together. I love it. Have you always been connected to a higher power or to source? That's so interesting because I, I really haven't. Um, it's been more, you know, more in my thirties, like I'm about to turn 40. So it's really been this past decade or even half decade that I've really felt connected. Um, 
I grew up without religion, without really any, any feeling that I was connected to God or to anything. Like I would, I would think about it, but it would just feel like this hollow, empty place. And I remember I would read books and I would listen to podcasts and I'm like, okay, something has to click at some point as to, you know, like my father died when I was young and that just made no sense to me. You know, why would that happen? And so I was always looking for, you know, whatever, whatever was going on. Um, And I remember a relative after my dad passed said, you know, maybe you'll see his ghost, like his spirit is all around you. And that just scared me so much that (laughs) I was like, I think I shut out anything that was, you know, trying to emerge or come in. And I just, I was not ready for that. I had a very vivid imagination and, you know, I had imaginary friends and stuff like that, but I just could not fathom that my dad would come back in the middle of the night and just be like standing over my bed or something while I was sleeping. (laughs) So it really, it took a while. um, And I mean, really, it's interesting the way it happened was through a podcast. I was listening and Uh, There was a psychic who she actually hadn't really come out as a psychic yet, but she was talking about a lot of spiritual things and it just made sense to me. And I was just really drawn in at this deep level. I didn't know why Um, I kept listening and long story short, I eventually ended up working with her, doing some of her programs and, you know, she helped to train me to become a medical intuitive and help to open up all my gifts. So that's very, cool. very connected. You, you, you followed the breadcrumbs and you leaned into it. Yeah. And I mean, if somebody told me that the breadcrumbs would come in a podcast that, you know, that seems like a strange route to divine, but Hey, no, I don't think so. I think if you're open to it, they try to reach us however they can billboards, uh, you know, books falling off shelves or neighbors conversations at the grocery store. So I think that's very fitting. <laughs> Um, so you listen to the podcast and what are you thinking? You're thinking this feels right. This feels like home. And then you started doing training. Does it now feel like you found your purpose? Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I was originally, my first career was as a journalist and, (laughs) you know, so that, um, it was, that was interesting. That was, you know, I think that was one piece of what I kind of had to experience, um, but it wasn't quite right. It wasn't quite me. Um, and I ended up getting laid off from that job and just decided like, I'm I'm kind of done with writing. It was sort of taking the fun away from doing it myself. Like I wasn't really inspired to, to have that creative outlet so much anymore. Um, so I became a massage therapist and I went to school for that. And that was really when a lot of things started to open up to me. Like I would be working with clients in clinic and I would just see very vividly what their, what happened to them, you know, an an injury or something that happened when they were a little kid an interaction with a parent. And I would, it was almost like somebody was just playing clips of a movie in front of me. And I just thought, you know, wow, I have such a vivid imagination because I was always told, you know, you're so creative, you're such a good writer, stuff like that. So I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like I'm making up stories about my clients. This is nuts. So I I just really ignored that. And I was in a very 
like Western program where we were really learning, you know, um, all the techniques, but not energy basically. And that felt really good to me. It was like science. I could memorize things. It, you know, things had like an A to B root of how we were going to get somewhere. Um, and, but it just, it, it got to the point where I had so many questions because people, they weren't getting better. It was just a week to week thing. And it was really frustrating to me because I really wanted to help these people. And I, at the same time was going through a lot of my own, you know, injuries from exercise and chronic pain and stuff like that. And I wasn't getting better with the techniques that you know, I was using either. So that's where I felt like I really went down that rabbit hole. And it's like, you, you get to kind of the end of what you feel like you can do. And then you're at this precipice of like, what's next. What else? Yeah. And that was when this opportunity to, to work with this psychic closer really happened. And, and I didn't even realize you know, when I met her for a weekend of training that I was a psychic, <laughs> like at the end of the weekend, I was like, wait, are you telling me that I'm psychic? This is crazy. And, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's, it was really like embracing that and, and just understanding that the whole world doesn't see things, you know, doesn't feel everybody's emotions and see people's medical, you know, what's going on. Um, I just always thought that that was a normal part of being a human. That's so interesting. So is it a switch that you flip on and off or does it happen to when you're at the grocery store where maybe an elderly woman in front of you or next to you, you can kind of see and feel that something's not right with them? When I first started, it was always on um, because I didn't really know how to protect my energy. I guess I don't like the word protect, but like, I guess, um, you know, be in my energy versus somebody else's all the time. And, and I think that's, that's so important, especially if you're empathic or intuitive is to, to understand that you can like pull it back and just be in your own world and not have to always be, you know, so on the ball about what's going on around you and an energetic level. So I, it took a little while for me to pull it back, but because it was just exhausting, you know, it was, it was really exhausting to be feeling so much of this energy that wasn't mine and then having to release it and come back to myself. So, um, I think that was probably one of the best practices that I learned and, and really committed to was like, okay, staying in my own energy, you know, even when I'm working with clients, it's like, we're you know, when I'm channeling, I'm channeling outside of myself. I'm not channeling, you know, not letting it all into me and I'm making sure to really clear my energy a lot and balance and ground and do what I need to do. It's kind of like that energetic hygiene, you know, that (laughs) that you practice throughout the day. I love that. So what types of people come to see you? I get all types. I think I would say the one kind of common factor with most people is that they have tried so many other things first, you know, that oftentimes I'm sort of the last stop or somebody is facing a scary surgery or, you know, their medications aren't working like they used to, or, 
you know, um, they're at, they're really at a, a pivotal kind of crossroads in their life. So they're just like, okay, let's try this. And then what, what are the typical results? Oh man. I mean, it's, it, it varies with the person, you know, because everybody is at a different step in their journey, but I mean, for so many people, it's pain relief, um, under, and understanding. So it's not just pain relief, but it's understanding how to maintain that pain relief because so many times our pain is spurred on by limiting beliefs or thoughts that we're having. And it's kind of like when we trip that wire in our life, it, it can lead back to that pain. Cause that's the body's way of saying like, Hey, stand in your power or, Hey, you need to take an action or like, you know, you're, you're not, you're playing small right now. So it's really helping people to see the patterns and to, to understand, you know, their mindset, their beliefs there. Sometimes we have to make a, a big change in their life um, in order to get out of that pain cycle. So it's really breaking cycles, things like that. And for people, it's very much like an onion. You know, we start out one layer and then we'll go down a few more. Um, so it's, it's kind of like what the person is like where they're at in terms of healing too. And where they're at, like where their body can handle, um, like how many layers they can do. You're helping people more now, as opposed to when you were doing massage therapy, do you feel like you're actually helping them get to the root? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, I've had people where it's like two sessions and they're out of their, the chronic pain that they've had for a decade. You know, some people take months, um, but we definitely with everyone I see when we start to switch that energy, that their body changes, their mindset changes, their life changes, their relationships change. It's like this very cool ripple effect that happens. What's the coolest case you've worked on or worked with? Oh man, there are several. Um, I was work well, I was working with this guy who had like, just a chronic ankle injury, chronic foot pain. Like he was having a lot of trouble walking and we were able to release this very old memory that he was hanging on to of like, he, he felt like he was responsible for saving someone and they died. And once he was able to process the fact that it wasn't his fault, right. That this had to happen, that it, that he had nothing. He couldn't stop it. Like he literally was able to get up off the table and just walk. And it was like the, the shackles were, were off and he was ready to go. That's so profound. Yeah. 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 It must blow you away. Oh my gosh. It does. That's why (laughs) this is like the, the best job in the world because like everyone is different, you know, no two knees are alike. It's always, it's follow the energy. Let's see where we're going to go. And it's so cool. You know, I've had people that will do, you know, one journey to kind of like, so getting into the energy, helping them to, to kind of heal something deep, a deeper wound or a trauma. And, you know, they'll come out and they'll be like, wow, that, you know, one session with you, like I had two decades of therapy and one session with you, we nailed it. Like what was going on? And I, you completely shifted this relationship that I have with this person. 
you know, that's so, so profound. Yeah. So meaningful. Yeah. So who would you recommend come and see you at what stage in the pain game? Because it's obviously not if you're, you know, stage four uncurable cancers, you can come and see a psychic healer for joint pain, chronic pain, immune system issues. What else? Yeah. I mean, the sky is the limit. I have people come to me that just feel like they're off that, you know, they've had a a lot of tests that came back negative, but they just know deep down that something isn't right. Mm -hmm. Um, they know they're, you know, they're really tired. They're not, their vitality is low. Um, you know, so that's a great time to, to see somebody with energy because the energy presents before the physical problem or the disease or, you know, the diagnosis often. So that's a great time to start this kind of work. Um, but I mean, I've worked with people with, you know, autoimmune diseases, um, cancer, uh, like, you know, joint pain, different physical limitations that they have. So even, um, you know, somebody's hair that was falling out, we, you know, so it's, it's, it really runs the gamut. That's fun. Cause you're never doing the same thing. It's so true. It's so true. And they, it doesn't even have to be a physical pain necessarily, you know, people could, could have, um, other emotional issues or things like that too, that, you know, we can do energy work with that as well. So do you touch the body physically or is it all hands off? How does it work when you're in a session? So I am completely hands-off now. I work completely remotely. Um, When I first started doing the work, I was hands-on because I transitioned from my massage bodywork practice kind of into into doing more of that work. And then it became more exclusively that work along with some cranial sacral. Um, But then when COVID happened, it shut my office down. And I sort of feel like that was the next you know, big push off the ledge because I I had known that I should be starting a remote practice. And that was really when, when I was kind of, I don't want to say forced to do it, but I had started to do it a little bit. And this gave me the momentum to like, okay, now it's time. (laughs) Now it's time to do it. And, you know, I actually, I love this work even more than hands-on. I think hands-on definitely has a place But I think the beauty of doing this work remotely is that people, they have to do their own work. Mm -hmm. So many of the people would come into me in my office and they'd be like, just touch me, just put your hands on me, make me feel better. And I, and I don't want, you know, it's like, you are the healer. I'm not the healer. You know, I'm just here. Not happening for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So now the onus is completely on them to do the work. That's amazing. And you can read just as accurately the energy from across the screen. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Isn't that remarkable? It's mind blowing. It's, it's really crazy. I remember when I was first practicing all this, it, it was like, you set the intention and you can see the different layers of the body and you can see different systems and, you know, and everything still has its own vibration and its own energy, but it's just really a matter of tuning into it. And, you know, you don't, you don't necessarily have to put your hand there. And I used to experiment when I was doing hands-on work, I would think about what I wanted to do or what I wanted to, to, to tap into when my hands weren't on the person's body. And I realized that I could get the same result, like as if I had 
sat there and like done this technique on the body. So and now you get to help people from all over the world. Yeah. 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 That's really been a cool thing, especially through the pandemic, you know, people, people need this work. People need the connection and so much of our own healing has been coming to the surface and it's good to be a resource, you know, so people can not feel so stuck and alone and to help to process this. Do you get a message from source or your spirit team, like a a common message that we're not taking care of our bodies in the way that we should be? Is it, do you hear a lot like drink more water or you should be taking this vitamin or is there a common theme somewhere in in the ethers? (laughs) I think the common theme is just the disconnection, you know, the disconnection that we have from our body, um, that, that we just, we're so, we're so eager to read a magazine article or listen to somebody else's recommendation, but we're so far from, you know, from even tapping into ourselves and saying, okay, do I need this vitamin or what does my body need right now? Oh, it needs more water. Okay. Well, we lost the ability to trust ourselves because we're constantly told what to do. Exactly. From such yeah. a young age. So it's like the thought of thinking for ourselves is terrifying. Yes. Yeah. The being wrong, you know, um, it's like, okay, I don't know. I don't want to do it wrong. I don't want to hurt myself, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And we put our power in the hands of, of other people, of these authorities when really, you know, like you have the power, you, you have the power of of your body. Your body has all the wisdom that it needs in order to feel great, in order to heal, in order to help you. Um, and, but it's so disempowering when we're looking outside of ourselves for the answers. And it's kind of like the more disempowered we get, it's like it, it drains our vitality. It lowers our battery. So then it becomes even harder for us to tap into that and to heal. Have you ever met someone whose spirit team was like, no, um, we're not showing you anything. They need to go through this. Like they need to just suffer it out or hang out or feel the pain or they need to die. So no, you can't help them. I haven't run into that so much, like where I couldn't do anything to help them. Um, I definitely, so I, I will work with the soul because the soul is a very important part of the healing process because you know, really if the soul has energy or things that need to be healed with it, it's going to be difficult to heal the physical body. So it's sort of like we need to heal them both at the same time. So sometimes the soul will need to have an experience or experience something, you know, it's part of its contract that the it's signed on for when it came to earth. Um, so sometimes that can limit the healing a little bit because the person needs to have part of that experience. And I can't interfere with that, obviously. Do you see it pop up on the screen in your mind? Um, it's more like having a discussion with the soul and like reading and seeing the contracts and different, you know, um, different energy with the soul, but yeah, in a way it's, it's kind of like reading in front of me. Yeah. How does the person react when you tell them, you know, we've gone as far as we can go and now you need to experience the rest for yourself. 
Um, it's, it's, I think, you know, it's, it's a matter of like kind of saying in the beginning, I think this is what we can do together, you know, setting the expectation so that when we, we naturally kind of reach the end of what we can do, it's not like a sudden like drop off of, <laughs> of, you know, I can't do anything else. Good luck. Yeah. Um, but I can see that they need to have some experiences for themselves. That's amazing. I'm so grateful to have met you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Oh, how, thank you for having me. How can our listeners get a hold of you and learn more about you? So I am on Instagram um, at Beth Manning Intuitive and Facebook. I also have a Facebook group called Empowered Energy Healers. So um, it's a place for practitioners who want to learn more about energy work, how they can integrate it into their practices. Um, and also, you know, do their own healing and, and be supported with that. Um, so that is my group. I love so it. Those are the places, yeah. All of Beth's information will be in the show notes. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me.